0: RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. The Trek Files, Season 2, Episode 22, Assignment Earth, Story Ideas, January 1967.
1: Welcome to The Trek Files, a look into the archives of Roddenberry Entertainment from the personal files of Gene Roddenberry. And now your host... Dr. Trek, Larry Nemacek.
0: Well, welcome back, Star Trek fans, Star Trek background fans, all you uh, Trechophiles trekophiles spelled with an F, and canonises, and you know what, even you niche TV history people because we've got an interesting show today. Maybe it's a what-if kind of a moment, and maybe it's just another, another day in the life of, <laughs> of a TV producer and his trusty assistant. Of course, as always, you can see our document of the week right on our Trek Files page on Facebook. I suggest you uh, go find that. We have a cover letter and the meat of a memo by Dorothy Fontana. The date may surprise you, but that's part of the story. It's all about Assignment Earth and maybe an aspect you didn't quite uh, realize. I have one of our favorite guests of recent weeks back on with me, so take a listen, and we'll be right back. Dear Gene, As you know, there are a number of published science fiction stories which I feel we should consider as basis for Star Trek scripts, or even Assignment Earth, should it become a series. Buying such properties could do us a great deal of good in terms of public relations in that area, plus the value of well-known science fiction names on screen and some excellent story material. Under no circumstances should we get conned into allowing the original story writer to do teleplay unless we are absolutely sure he has past experience and knowledge of the visual medium, its special kind of drama and structure, and an understanding of contract delivery requirements. Well, all right, my truckophiles, uh, I th- I'm sure everyone listening is is familiar with Assignment Earth, the Gary Seven episode with Roberto Lincoln, Robert Lansing, and and, and Terry Gar. It was a it was a fun romp, a time travel episode to be sure. But most folks recognize that it was meant to be at least on some level, what we call a backdoor pilot that was meant to launch another show using the the bones of an existing uh, show. It was the last episode of the second season of Star Trek, uh, airing in the spring of 1967, but produced, hopefully, to launch the adventures of Gary Seven and Roberta Lincoln. And this memo, surprisingly, came a year before that episode was scripted. So it's an interesting story. It's an interesting concept. What the great Dorothy Fontana is doing here is searching for future story ideas, and it was so fascinating, I thought I would ask a friend of the show and a friend of Assignment Earth back as our guest today, Renee Ashwarya. Larry. Hey, we've good got be, you back. Good to be back. Good to have you here. And of course, everyone knows that Renee uh, came to Next Generation through the wonderful uh, spec script script. Um, the Offspring, worked on the last two years of uh, The Next Generation, and then moved right over to DS9's final five years as writer-producer, has since created and or showrun many series, uh, co-creator on 4400, showrunner on uh, Medium. He's got a new series coming up we'll mention here in, in a, a moment, coming up on Amazon Prime this spring. But, uh, Renee, you're a f- I, I had several ideas here. You you were drawn to this assignment, so I'm going to take it. And I know, folks, I know Rene is a huge original series fan. <laughs> so if you couldn't tell that from his Star Trek writing and things like, oh, co-writing uh, the Trials and Tribulations for DS9 with Ron Moore,
1: um, yeah, you're giving it away here today. But uh, So what, what did you think when you saw this movie? Oh, this was a treat for me. I mean, I remember this episode vividly um, growing up watching the original series. And, you know, even as a kid, uh, I don't know. Even at 12 years old, or whenever I first started watching the show, you know, I, I sense there was something different about it. I certainly, I, I couldn't understand the idea of a backdoor pilot. You know what that was. Yeah. You know, I mean, for me, it's funny television growing up. It didn't feel like it was a commercial venture. You know, it, it felt like. Well, they, you know, they just it's the greatest thing ever. They they put these stories on and every now and then they give you a little break to go to the bathroom and stuff and show you things great toys you might want to buy, you know? <laughs> and it was like television was was something that was almost like the seasons of the year, you know? And and it would be like, "Well, it's it's the Thanksgiving. It must be time for the Wizard of Oz, and, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and, uh, it just, it's, it's just it's fall. It must be time for the new shows. Yeah, was, yeah. you know. Yeah, we cared about the. I mean, I would get excited about what was going to be the new shows. I mean, this was an era where preview week. Right, yeah. Where, yeah, this was an era where you could have the Battle of the Network Stars. Okay, mm-hmm. that you could actually have a TV show about. Network stars <laughs> fighting each other. Can you imagine like, the battle of Netflix and Amazon stars? You know, now it would be the the battle of liability attorneys. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that was a little little prelude to you know. So I didn't understand that it was a backdrop, but I could tell it was different, right? Somehow, but I didn't. You know, I couldn't put my finger on it. I think I had a vague sense of like, well, maybe. Maybe Captain Kirk and those other guys were busy with something else, so, <laughs> so they needed uh, an episode that didn't feature them as much. Or when you right, when you have a final line of, "Well, Mister Spock, I'm sure that Mister
0: Seven and Miss Lincoln will be anticipating many interesting adventures to come." You know, it's like, "Well, there's your there's your classic on the nose, yeah. you know, new series yeah. setup." So, I mean, it's fun to think about Assignment. Now, of course, there was a comic series, a, a comic book graphic novel series in the 90s. Um, and I think, again, later, people have, have speculated what an Assignment Earth series would look like, mm. right? Once yeah. we're out of the embrace, the warm embrace of Mother Star Trek. Yeah. And it's on its own. It, it struck me it'd be like a classic 70s series where you've got, like, the lead and the, and the number two, even, even like Mannix or Barnaby Jones, where it's mm-hmm. the lead guy and his trusty girl Friday or whatever.
1: Um, It was just so crisply delivered. It was wonderful. I mean, if I recall Terry Garr's character, uh, what was it? (laughs) Roberta Lincoln. (laughs) Roberta Lincoln you know was just there on a on a temp assignment of course <laughs> you know which is just brilliant <laughs> you know she's just like what's going on here and and you know and, and you and stumble carried, into it right yeah. and, and you know and then and then you've got this mysterious guy who's like who are you you know uh, where's my regular girl and you know it's just um, so well cast the two of them uh, Robert Lansing and she I mean that, they as you say that would have been a great duo uh, I would love to have seen that show
0: I know well, we'll we, we should talk about that, but the, our document this week is is got a little history of its own it 's yeah. kind of interesting so uh, we 've got the cover letter here, which i I saw this first, so he, so Gene has obviously sent dorothy Fontana d c Fontana who 's still his assistant here, executive assistant, off looking for potential uh, story ideas for both Star Trek. And his new series, perhaps Assignment Earth, and she's surveying in this memo, short stories, sci-fi short stories, mm-hmm. and, and written some notes. And some of these caught our eye too. What I didn't realize, and I should have known, was that before this idea, he'd had this idea for for Gary Seven as a standalone show as far back as '65. Wow! In the Lieutenant's time. This is now we've got documentation uh, as a half hour. Whatever this was going to be, dramedy. I don't. I don't know. Adventure wow. show. They there were a lot more half-hour dramas then I think. But and then he revisited the idea. Her memo here, going looking for stories, is actually from um, from January sixty-seven. So we're talking about okay. the end of the first season of Star Trek. So he's and the and the sh- episode wasn't made until the end of the second second season. season, right? So he's still writing a standalone. Has nothing to do with Star Trek. It's just Gary Seven, uh, his adventures. And within a year, what we we assumed he couldn't get the pilot. Nobody had any interest in funding it past writing. Well, wait, you
1: know, you, now that you mentioned, so this, he, this he shoehorns it is as as an yeah, episode. There's no mention in this document of Star Trek. In other words, of of right, you know, or even of of the of the way it launched off of Star Trek. So yeah, this does seem like these were. Um, I mean, it's a it's a it's a fascinating glimpse into the development process that Gene, you know, had the the. The idea of saying of tasking someone that he knew was a, a, a loved the genre and knew it better than he did right. to say you know why don't you dig around a little bit and and see if that it, it shakes something loose that can maybe because you, know, you 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 don't just want to have a pilot concept you want to in a pitch to sell something to a network you want to have. Three or four sample story ideas, oh, right, right? That are that you can you know pitch, uh, you know, in five sentences. And, and and
0: and correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Modern TV writer, also. Yes. But people present entire
1: seasons, entire arcs now. Yes, right. and that's very different. You know, I mean, right. this clearly, you know, is well, the things DNA. have evolved. <laughs> yes, the, the, this is. You can see this is the more the template of the television of the time, which was standalone stories. You know. Oh right. Um, uh, but we had you know, the th- and 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 even even coming up with a an idea a franchise that supports standalone stories I and mean, right. there's a reason most television shows were doctors lawyers and and um, cops you know those are ideal you know right standalone stories you know Gene Star Trek was a was a r- very original in that sense um, and and So Goes Simon Earth you can see how it could how it could work you could see how. It could be a television show,
0: right? And and P and our listeners famously know the original memo that Gene wrote had twenty, thirty story ideas at the at the end, and some of them got pulled up for episodes later. But of, since I'm we sorry of,
1: star, of, up of star for Star Trek, Trek right. Oh, is that
0: right, 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 the wagon train to the stars, he's the origins of Mantrap and 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 uh, the gangster show, the Nazi show, the you know, those are all in there right, by right, some. Right. By some stretch, but if you look at some of the other documents, and if Gene is any indication, some of the files we've come across, his pitches for for the lieutenant for other shows, he's at least laid out a few other story yeah, points. Yeah, so he's to. got her. He's
1: got her working yeah, on that here. And it, it's interesting you point out, you know, that that memo you just referenced for Star Trek, that the the, the Nazi show, the, the the Roman show, the gangster show. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a similarity if you know uh, listeners if you get a chance to drill down on these they're all fascinating stories in their own right and and she sort of gives a synopsis of the story and then and then a sort of suggestion of how it might be helpful right considering she's them, called how, it out
0: cuz she's yeah. pulling one or two from these th- these titles probably have 10 15 20
1: stories yeah. and she's found one or two in the book she's but i what i what i did notice is that, that they did fall into a pattern uh, probably eighty percent of them that I think probably was not a fruitful line of inquiry, and the, at least for my money, right. um, had it gone to a series, had it gone to series, you know, th- th- maybe this, you know, some of these wouldn't have been helpful in, 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 in selling it because it seems to me that you, what you would want is that Gary Seven be the unusual factor that everything, mm-hmm. everything, and a lot of these have to do with secret government experiments and. People who have telekinetic powers and and secret conspiracies in a or way fantasy and, and yeah, and, yeah you know. Know. and and it makes sense that they, since they were called from from you know great science fiction books you know, those collected those collections but it seems like on a series level you know you would you would want what worked about the the, the actual episode was that he was masquerading as an ordinary person but we knew he was an extraordinary right. person but everything else about it was very grounded and believable. Of the time, with a, with a little future, his, the Servo Pen and yeah. and the Beta Five, his transporter, basically, He would encounter. You know, yeah, yeah. and um, you know, I mean, of course, you, I could imagine doing a cool special episode where he would encounter other aliens or that kind. Sort of but you would right. you would want those to be one out of ten. You wouldn't want oddball versus oddball, yes, I, I, in a way of speaking. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah.
0: Well, that's well, yeah, and, and again, this is a year before she's surveying these stories a year before it was it was meshed in with Star Trek as a way to yeah. launch the show i mean yeah. I, obviously no one bit on his pilot idea his pilots he wrote a script he either he just self wrote it or or he got a little money from somebody but no one bit on it so he decides he's going to give it a second try and merge it in you know he had to deliver a Star Trek episode it was yeah. it was a kill two birds with one stone kind of a situation here you know he's going to get one episode down on the order and his credit on it, and also give it another go at trying to sell this sell this series and actually have it cast and have it you know seen, yeah yeah you know, it's, it's unclear
1: whether this was a sanctioned backdoor pilot in the sense I mean typically like, did it make the rounds after this was put because it didn't air and
0: we were also talking uh, Star Trek was on the bubble here they yeah, were yeah, really yeah. interested so
1: we, typically a backdoor pilot you know. Mark and Mindy, or what you know, yeah. whatever you know, it, it's, you're building off a off a, a show that's very very popular. You know, it's usually it's an actor, Laverne and Shirley, really in Greek. that case, right. <laughs> you know? right, right? 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 Hey, let's spin Rhoda off. Let's yeah. spin, you know, um, and you're doing it when a show's at the height of its popularity. Here, if we got the timeline right, Star Trek was already you know, in the middle of the letter-writing campaign. At the second, yeah, or it
0: you was know. just cranking up because they were yeah. had been warned, right. Yeah, and right.
1: season three was a big relief, you know, and a, big, a, a pleasant surprise for fans that, that it got that right. third season. So,
0: so that by the time, and again, this memo is from the end of first season when they're still doing, so we're clearing up any confusion with our, with our, again, everybody, I hope you're following along with us at the document at the Trek Files page on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Trek Files. You can see all of this uh, this little window of time that Dorothy uh, surveyed science fiction shorts, uh, found some stories she thought would work, and then she had a comment. Um, And you were talking, but a year later was the time the actual episode that we know was put together, where he gave up his idea of a standalone pilot and decided to merge it into Star Trek and and use that to launch. I'm sure they'll be having interesting adventures in, in the weeks to come. Yeah. I'll uh, tell you, the one yeah. that leapt out at me, uh, is, I think it's the second to last Maybe one. Maybe went against the grain you were just talking about there.
1: Um, well, it's, it's one called Crazy Morrow, and, it, and, and it, it, it's about, in the story, which incidentally it was written by Daniel Keyes, who wrote the novel Flowers for Algernon. Okay. Uh, I, remember, I know that name. A human name, personal story. The name there uh, was rung a bell, so I looked it up. A lawyer's unusual work is finding extraordinarily gifted children and arranging for their transport from this world uh, into in which they are outcast into a future time where they are needed. Uh, you know, that sounds fascinating in and of itself, the idea that maybe that lawyer would be replaced by Gary Seven and that maybe this is part of his mm-hmm. mandate. Um, but, you know you know a lovely this is a uh, Morrow is a negro youth using the, the the word of the time nowadays you of course say african american youth but you know even you you know, I can it makes me want to read the story and i can see what what dorothy Fontana mm-hmm. was what she saw in it and how it might be adapted to the show and again and and how she and jean were attracted to you know socially relevant stories mm mm-hmm. you know
0: um, yeah, she, she makes a note here. Of a couple of these. This could be a human interest story, a human interest story, and you can tell she's looking at it like that's a minority of the cases that they would be small, and, uh, intimate versus some of these bigger, right. you know, bigger fashion. The, this is uh, not action adventure. The society, society of mystical and metaphysical research, or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. you know. Some of these, she wacky she, underground. She knew
1: her genres. She knew you know. She said this is what this leans into, and and for sure, right. And then this, sure. there was another one here by Ted Sturgeon. Yeah. Uh, the Saucer of Loneliness we were talking about. Yeah, that seemed the, like a, a lovely story as well. It's a little harder to see how it translates, but, you know, you, you her intuition was that maybe there was a, a love story in this for Gary Seven, and I could kind of see that, you know. Uh, 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 that aliens that talk to one woman, and yeah. she's kind of not persi- she's all, all alone,
0: she can't talk about it, there's no one else to share it with. and Yeah, finding out about him, I guess,
1: you know, I mean, it, it'd be tricky, because then because you, you, you don't want to step on his relationship with um, Terry Garr's character because she's the only right. one, the only human who knows about him and his mission, you know, so um, but it's it's a fascinating glimpse and until we find that original pilot, the, the pre-Star Trek pilot, not yeah. knowing whether, whether
0: Roberta Lincoln was part of that pilot or that was an invention for the Star Trek oh, we just, we format, just we, we don't know yeah. off the top of our head but, or maybe that was how it was, a half hour and not you'd only had one character to service, but
1: i tell you um, another, another thing I really loved about the the Script as written the episode has right, right. written, I love the moment where Gary Seven realizes, oh my god you're from the future, you shouldn't be here, you know, and there's a sort of pecking order like i 'm well i 'm an alien, but at least i 'm from this time, okay <laughs> I mean you messing with time is messing with you know, the, right. I love that sort of science fiction pecking order. Well, he was a human that had
0: been taken by aliens to be retrained yes, and sent yes, back. So, yeah. right.
1: I love that. You don't belong here, <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> said the man with the magic pen and the cat, <laughs> transforming cat. You know. And the transforming cat. The transforming
0: cat. And the whole. Now we have a controver- you know, There's a controversy about the, the woman that played the cat. They thought they'd finally found that she was. Yeah. And now she says, no, she wasn't. Uh, Angela. Uh, Dorian, that was a Playboy playmate. That was the, the last five, ten years. People thought they'd found her, and now she says, "No, that wasn't she's me." Denied, so the hunt,
1: she's denying it, the hunt for the real human ISIS is <laughs> back lot. on. And that but, was such a, a lovely, strange little flourish.
0: And how would a let's know? talk about this a second? How would a series? You know, he had trainers, right? There were there were other agents. Right, there were other numbered agents, and he, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, they say what happened to agents? Oh, they were killed. Oh, of all the dumb, mundane ways to be oh, you know, yes, knocked off. Right. The car. So, would we ever get into his Starfleet command? You know, his who who is sending him? Who's training? I oh, would yeah. wonder if an assignment on Earth would ever get into. You know, who are the Time Lords on Gallifrey, or whatever? <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever your the the off screen big big cheeses that are behind. Yeah. You know the personal
1: stories of that could be your that could be your sweeps week. Uh. <laughs> I to me you know as a just as you said as a huge fan of the original series and of, of the stuff that Gene did I just I would have loved to see this series just like Genesis 2 I think it was right, called or right right, two, right, right. Or, the Pax yeah the PAX I pilots. would love to see that or uh, Quester and how and, and, and Quester how yeah. it developed you know Oh. Uh. Go on. Well, Whatever. we've got
0: all kinds of interest. We, we have to have you come back, Renee, because we've got all kinds of uh, potential pilots that Gene has here. We could probably have a lot of fun, fun yeah, with that. I'd love to do Including that. Including some of the Star Treks that Terrific. didn't go. Yeah. Right, right. Well, thanks again for being with us. Yeah, good to see you. Thanks for having me. The Trek Files is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. Executive producer, Rod Roddenberry. Additional production by Ken Ray. All documents are available at facebook.com/slash the Trek files. For more great podcasts, check out podcast.roddenberry.com. And for more deep diving of Star Trek behind the scenes, visit Dr. Trek and Portal 47 at larrydimacheck.com. That's me.
1: Podcast.roddenberry.com.